June the 14th, 2022, and uh, back for another episode uh, of the kind of evergreen show, if you will, where we cover things that don't necessarily expire, and uh, we're glad that you are listening to us, and uh, if you're hearing us for the first time, make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms, check out our website, threecountthursday.com, you'll find our merchandise, our YouTube, and everything else 3CT related over there, uh, we appreciate your support uh, as always, we have uh, Tim uh, on the show this week. Tim, how we doing? I'm good. All ready right, to, ready to rock. All right, we have uh, we have Ryan with us. Was unable to be with us on Thursday, but he's with us today. Ryan, how we doing? Oh, it's a wonderful Tuesday, and I'm so glad you've tuned in to our Whitey Ford Sings the Blues Everlast podcast. That's that's one of those things are happening, and uh, on loan from uh, the Take Three Wrestling Podcast, the, the the two real important people from that podcast. We have Joe, uh, Mike will be hopping in at some point here, but Joe, how are we doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I was just thinking how I should have a secondary character for like some podcast where I wear a mask and I'm a luchador, <laughs> and I'm like El Hijo del Homo Gringo. <laughs> I mean, I mean, technically speaking, it would kind of be like your third character because you have a second character, but I don't think we really talk about him, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's true. Yeah, uh, if yeah, you know, if you know, you know. Uh, stealing a line from from Tim's podcast, but if for a whole different reason. Um, now, for this week's show, we we were originally only going to have like two topics. We were going to talk about what makes a wrestling icon, uh, and is it fair to kind of uh, wash away a, a wrestler's career based on things that happened out of the ring but there was a topic that we didn't get to uh on thursday night's live show that like is kind of evergreen at least for the next uh four to nine months depending on which doctor you listen to on twitter um you know and and it is it's a little bit uh time appropriate right now uh but of course cody rhodes we know he is uh had the torn pec going into hell in a cell last week and he is uh gonna be out indefinitely uh we know he's having surgery um so so what's up there's big mac um so let, let's we'll, we'll we'll start with this one like how if, if if you're if you're holding the book if you're if you're writing the show if you're making the the decisions um how would you handle uh cody's absence and return um and does anybody want to kick us off i'll go first right, go ahead guess. go ahead joe there we go. All right. Well, I like that. That was the easiest argument I've ever won. Well, I'm not a tool like EJ. You know, I'm I'm that a friendly is, I'm a friendly host. That is correct. You are Casper the friendly host. I appreciate that. He only pretends to be white. Anyway, <laughs> so I so here's what I would do. First of all, I think that Cody needs to be still on TV on a weekly basis. I feel like you can't lose that momentum. Now, I don't need him in the arena. I don't need him coming out and doing his Republican National Convention entrance every single week. Like, I don't need that. But give me a five-minute video every week. You've got three hours worth of Raw. Give me a five-minute video every week with the roads to his recovery. You know, let's see him in the gym working on whatever, trying to not tear his peck again. Let's see him, like, in his kitchen and Brandy's just in the background cutting up carrots. Let's see his real life 
and let's because that's what he's got going for him right now. He is kind of like an everyman. He's got that same vibe that his dad had, which is part of the big thing that his character has going. So I think for him, for this time, you just have him come in. Right, baby girl? You just have him come in with these videos, and we just get to continue seeing his face. So he stays relevant. Because right now, he's actually in the perfect position. He doesn't need to do anything for the next six months. He can be like injured right now i almost think that if he wasn't injured the next six months could have potentially been detrimental to the place that i think we deserve to get to which is him winning the royal rumble and him winning the world title at wrestlemania that's where i think this all needs to go and i actually feel like in a weird sort of way being injured for five to six months helps us get there because i don't know what you were going to do with him like i didn't want him winning money in the bank i want him winning the royal rumble I want him having his WrestleMania moment. I want all of that. So I feel like the, the road would have been more complicated if he didn't get to take six months off. So I almost think there's a blessing in disguise. So so he's beating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Yes. You're out of your fucking mind. No. I, that's what I think <laughs> is happening. Uh, so he wants to bring back early 2000 Randy News Network yes. where we're doing recovery bits like we did every fucking Monday night on Raw. That was kind of a dumpster fire. Um, I'll let you guys discuss while I'm getting my daughter a drink, and then I'll come back and finish. All right, sounds good. Ryan Ryan or Tim, who wants to go? Go ahead, Ryan. Man, I I love what Joe has to say. Um, Joe, it's a pleasure. It's, I think, the first time we've shared a podcast together. Um, But uh, it is a blessing in disguise. I think he hit hit a home run there. Um, Not often do you get to debut a a superstar as hot as Cody Rhodes twice. And the WWE is going to get to do that when he comes back. <coughs> However, where I will differ from Joe is to do that successfully, you need to keep Cody Rhodes off television a little bit. Um, I'm not saying keep him off air for the next six months, but I don't need to see Cody and Rhodes to Crossroads or whatever the hell his old show was uh, on Raw every week. I, I don't need to see him every single week. Um, maybe you can do I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't actually. I actually don't care. <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> Perfect. How would you how would you handle Cody's absence and return? Oh well, he wasn't there like three months ago, right? So just go back to what you were doing then. Bring Brock Lesnar back. Take some bitches to Suplex City. When Cody's ready, he'll come back. All right, there, there you go. But think of the pop when Cody comes back again. You get to again debut him once again. That that you, you can't ask for that. That is the blessing in disguise there. I just hope, and Tim, I'll, I'll get to yours. I just had this thought when when Ryan uh, was saying that with, with what Joe said. I just hope that they do the YouTube Beautiful Day um, montage that they did for Triple H, leading to that return. Um, it, it, does Creed have any songs out in the last year? No, it's got it's got to be YouTube Beautiful Day. It has to parallel. Yeah, it's got to par- parallel his wrestling dad, Triple H. <laughs> Uh, Tim, go ahead. How would you handle Cody's absence in return? So, being the largest stakeholder of the nightmare narcotic that is Cody Rhodes, that is true. I I agree with everything that Joe kind of said in regards of him going away, not winning Money in the Bank, winning the Royal Rumble. And beating Roman Reigns. However, 
There is one problem with that. And that's Roman Reigns. <laughs> like, I just... He ain't lying. To me... To me, Cody he can, be, can be the guy who does it. But... It's got to make, like, the most perfect of perfect sense to end Roman's God run. Especially now that he may only be on TV, what, four times between now and then? Yeah. <laughs> He'll be at SummerSlam. There's rumor he's not even going to be at Money in the Bank. I've heard that Ooh. rumor. So Clash at the Castle. He'll obviously be there because yeah. he's got to fight <laughs> Drew McIntyre and, and win. He's going to get to SummerSlam. Then where? Is he showing up at Survivor Series? Survivor Series is all about brand supremacy. Is they gonna are they gonna clone Roman Reigns and have Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns, <laughs> Raw champion versus SmackDown champion? He just walks like, out, sits in the middle of the or, ring, and goes, "Yes." Or is Survivor Series a place where the best representative from Raw and the best representative from SmackDown face off, and the winner faces Roman Reigns at <coughs> Day One, Day Two? I don't or or what the Royal Rumble. Can, can we just have Roman during the entire day Survivor Series sitting on the top of the stage and like Hold on, Ryan. Like, at the head of a table? Yes. Yeah, like 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 Shang Chi or whatever the hell his name was in Mortal Kombat. Like he's literally just sitting there. Shang Tsung, yeah, just yeah, you go, just watching all the fights there. all night. He's like, impress me, bitches. Ryan, what was the question? I'd love to go back and talk about the Survivor Series. I would love to see that. That is that is the most Roman Reigns thing possible. Come out there and arrogantly say, "I can't fight myself. I'm the dual champion," and sit in the ring for five minutes. I'm fine with that. Yeah, give me a Roman Reigns That's promo to close Survivor Series. It's more compelling than whatever they're giving us at Survivor Series to close the show. Um, yourself. Uh, I guess. I guess I'm going to be the asshole then. Well, let me let me not be the asshole first, and then we'll let you be the right. asshole. Um, I, I'm kind, I'm kind of with Joe and kind of with Tim here. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to have like a Cody training or, or Cody, you know, massaging his peck on, on TV every, every Monday night. Um, he obviously has people for that. He's not well, going to, well, I mean, obviously he's not going to rub his titty on television. I know he was rubbing it on he raw has, though. He has Brandy and baby Liberty and any other indentured servant that the Rhodes family can hire in Atlanta. <laughs> um, but but here's here's what I would are do. You, are you are you suggesting that Brandy Rhodes is a fine purple titty rubber? I'm assuming that she could rub a nice fine purple titty. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, what I would do um, is like we we just had a show. On, on the WWE YouTube that made Roads to the Top look like Shakespearean theater uh, <laughs> with that Car Carmella and Corey bullshit. Um, make make the, the, the Roads to Royal Rumble or whatever you want to call it uh, a YouTube segment every weekly, you know, every week. So you could, you could, you know, air a little bit of it, you know, coming back or going to commercial or whatever to plug it. Um but but I you know I don't think you necessarily need to show Cody on TV every week. Um, but you utilize your social media, utilize the YouTube page. Um, 
You know, it's it's something that they're they've already been used to with with the reality shows. So it's not it's not something they're not they're they're not used to having TV cameras in their lives. So um, that that's what I would do. And then yes, I would have I would have him win the Royal Rumble. I would have him get his WrestleMania moment. Um, the tricky the tricky part there is going to be like how do how do you deal with the Roman thing because there's still the rumors about the Rock and and all of that. Um, how are you going to, you know, is he maybe just he's the guy that brings the the winged eagle back into the mix of, away apart from the 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 undisputed universal galactic championship or whatever the whatever they're going to do with what what Roman's carrying you know that the, there's a long time between now and then that I think you can find creative ways to get Cody his WrestleMania moment but also have Roman Reigns uh have his still on 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 the Sunday night show um but Big Mac you said you're going to be the asshole so we'll we'll let you we'll let you do what you do so well hell yeah that's <laughs> All right. Uh, obviously, Cody, uh, T's and P's, buddy. Hope, hope you're recovering well. Uh, it was announced Thursday that Brandy said that surgery went well. So T's Good. and P's to the roadster. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put him on TV. I, I would, I would let him simmer for a couple months. You know, maybe do a video package around Survivor Series of him starting the rehabilitation program, uh, just so people know that he's still there. Uh, to kind of give away the fact that he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Um, but I guess here's where I become the asshole. Um, Drew McIntyre walks out of Money in the Bank with the briefcase, by the way. Okay. See? I told you I'm going to be an asshole, and here's how Boring. I But Tim, he's a warrior. Yeah, but he's going to do it at Clash of the Castle. <laughs> it's Bob Lashley. No. Bobby! Bobby! Bobby's in a feud with Austin Theory. Hmm. Theory of relativity. Yeah, until Cena shows back up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> what I'm getting at, again, because I'm going to play the role of being an asshole, why would the Scottish guy not win the title at the show in Scotland? Because... Drew McIntyre walks out of Money in the Bank with the title, or with the briefcase, cashes in for only the WWE championship because the loophole is going to be that he can fight for one of the two titles, not both. This is the way that you split the titles up. Drew McIntyre gets the country roar the same way that Mustafa Ali should have gotten the hometown cheer whenever he should have won the U.S. title Sunday at, at uh, Hell, uh, Hell in a Cell. Um, he then, he being Drew McIntyre, holds the WWE Championship proceeds to lose to Roman Reigns in a non-title champions clash at Survivor Series. Roman gets the win back, obviously, building to Roman versus The Rock. Cody wins Royal Rumble. Cody then beats Drew McIntyre on night number one's main event. And the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, we get the return of the glorious winged eagle heavyweight championship of the world. All right. Um, I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't as, uh, as far asshole-ish as I thought you were going to go. So, so I'm, I'm, as Ernest would have, can somebody let let Big Mac know you don't go over in your hometown. Thank you. 
It's his country, though. It's not his hometown. It's, it's, a, it's a big city. It's a big city. Okay, here's the thing. He's not losing at that show at all. It's just, is he going to win a title at that show? He can beat Roman and not win the title. Seth did it. Seth did it at the Royal Rumble. I just truly believe that that's how we get one of the two titles off of Roman so we don't have to have an interim title tournament bracket due to inactivity. Uh, I mean, you're not going to. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Jack Bunny's WWE. My bad. I say, the the, the 30-day rule only applies to people not named Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Uh, and probably some others. It's a title reign, not a menstrual cycle. <laughs> 30 days. Um, nope. Defend it once a year. All right. WrestleMania. Any, any, uh, any other uh, thoughts on, on Cody's time away uh, before we kind of stay on the Cody train a little bit? Turn, turn somebody's face and push him to the moon. Okay, there you go. Kevin Owens. I mean, he could. I do love Kevin as a heel, but but he's also great as a face. Um, okay, so this this we're kind of staying in the Cody realm a little bit because it's kind of what spawned this topic a bit. The the, the match last Sunday at at um, the Hell in a Cell with the torn pack and and everything um, really was. Um, one of the gutsiest performances that, that, that we've seen um, in a long time, maybe ever, uh, to go out and put you know nearly 25 minutes of, of hard work um, when when clearly the guy's got to be in, in in tremendous pain. Um, you know, Tim, I think you and our in our group tech kind of text kind of um, labeled you know Cody as as like you know labeled the 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 match the performance. Uh, as as like iconic or something, and it kind of spawned this topic of like, what what makes a wrestling icon? Like like I I don't know. Like you can have good wrestlers, great wrestlers, good superstars, great superstars. You can even have all time superstars. But then I feel like there's there's certain guys who are who are probably more in a in a different realm, an icon realm. Um, you know, oh, you're so, just shadow realm. Wow. <laughs> um. Like who, how, how do you quantify a wrestling icon? Tim, I'll lead it to you first since you kind of spearheaded the topic. You have to be involved in a moment or moments that will forever transcend wrestling. Like the, like this is the equivalent of like the flu game. This is like people will remember the night, just like people remember the night that Kimono want to lay a dance atop the ECW arena. People will also remember the night that Cody Rhodes wrestled with a torn peck for 25 minutes in Hell in a Cell. And, and it wasn't even in like a mediocre Hell in a Cell too. No. Like it's one of the more, it's one of the better PG money in the banks or not money in the banks. Um, Hell in a Cells that they've done. Um, once you start like thinking about it, though, or at least at least when I started to think about it, it's it's hard to kind of define the icon status. It's it's like you just know it when you see it. 
when it comes up, you, it, it's natural to say that. Um, not everybody fits into that, that, uh, that space, but also too, I think Cody's there. Yeah. I mean, and even, even if you're somebody who doesn't want to necessarily say like Cody is a WWE icon, I think after, you know, and I think because when he does return, I think we do see some sort of a world title reign, whether it's he gets one or both of the galactic championships or he does bring the winged eagle back. I think there's going to be some sort of major title run in the in, in this version of Cody back in the WWE. Um, but like that, that so even if you don't want to put him um, in that space or at least not put him there yet the the moment the match itself what he did on sunday i think puts at the very least that match in the iconic realm it's it, it's it is it's one of those matches that that you can you can talk about forever uh I, you know if if podcasts and watch alongs and thing are still going to be a thing in 15 years it's some somebody's going to uh, do a watch along for that time that Cody Rhodes wrestled with a with a purple titty. Um, it, it was just a a unbelievable um, match and performance. And like Ryan, uh, I'll lead to you next. But I know we were watching the show together, and like so many points during that match, we're sitting there going like, like how how the hell is this guy doing that? Like everything looked painful like i'm i'm sitting there imagining i've never torn my pe- i'm not even sure i have a peck i have fat man titties i'm not sure i have pecs but like like i'm only i'm only trying to imagine what that feels like um and and it there's well there's joe's titty uh if you want to see joe's titty uh patreon.com slash three count thursday uh you will get this you will get the video version of this podcast don't do it to yourself uh do it do it just send us money please um uh but yeah it it just man the 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 match of the moment everything um definitely is iconic in and of itself ryan your your thoughts on uh what makes a wrestling icon what um you know was the match iconic any of that um yeah i think it's really to the WWE and, and then their job to sell us on the iconic status of, of Cody Rhodes. Um, when you think of Helena a cell and you think of the word iconic, my mind goes to Mick Foley flying off the Helena cell. That's an iconic moment. Um, the WWE needs to rehash and reshow this moment enough times that it lives in our head when we think of Helena cell. When I think of iconic moments, you think of Brad Hart and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin with the blood trickling down his face. That's that iconic moment. It's really to the WWE to repackage that repeatedly and beat it into our heads. That that's an iconic moment. Is Cody Rhodes a WWE icon right now? I'd say he's on the cusp of something really big. The moment and match itself will go down as an iconic match, um, and it'll be, I think. His 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 centerpiece uh, match, the Cody Rhodes's. I don't want to say coming out part; it doesn't necessarily make sense. But uh, that's the one that everybody can say this is Cody Rhodes in the WWE in this run. He came back and and he is off the charts. Um, lumped him with the icons just 
All right. Uh, Mike and Joe, your guys' thoughts on, on res- wrestling icons? Well, so, okay, so here's one thing that I was thinking, and I thought this that, was kind of... That's, that's yes. Yeah, that was a yes. And it's kind of interesting, right? Iconic moments in wrestling, a lot of times, are based in, that was real. And the scary thing about that is, sometimes it is, oh, this guy's out there wrestling with a broken arm. You know, it's it's Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon at King of the Ring 2000. That's oh, 2001. That's iconic because the best in the world. He invo- he said it. He said it. Tim, he uh, said it. That's the rule. Look, I don't make the rule. I mean, I kind of make the rules, but like he said it. We all know what the rules are. I mean, it just, I know it hurts you, Tim, but. Shane McMahon. <laughs> All right, Joe. I can't wait till he dies and we pull it oh off that board. God. Wow. So, my nipples are hard. Dark turn. Or Joe. Kurt Angle and he who should not be named. Thank you. Oh no! Once you say it, we, you only get it once. Say it once, they won't play it again. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like Kurt and Shane. Before before it goes any further, Tim, that's on me. I didn't give him the full run. <laughs> no <way. back>. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't. He didn't warn him. That's on me. We didn't give Joe the Iggy. It's okay. Yeah. Now you know. So, like, but, but think about that. That took Kurt Angle trying to literally throw Shane McMahon through glass windows that would not break. That is why that match is iconic because we watched a man almost get killed. Oof. Yeah. Nick Foley going off of the Hell in a Cell. That whole Hell in a Cell match with him and Undertaker from '98 is an iconic match. We thought we saw Mick Foley die like three times, at least twice. Actually, twice. Yeah, like he was gone at least one of those times. That is why that match is iconic. Think about that. Honestly, what's iconic? The Shockmaster is iconic. You know, everyone who's a big wrestling fan more or less knows that moment. That's an iconic moment. Again, it was real. That wasn't supposed to happen the way it happened, but then it did. So I'm just thinking it's interesting because in a lot of ways, it's like, yeah, Cody had an iconic moment. It took him having to tear his pec muscle and still be willing to go out there. And I've heard, you know, you can't make it worse. That's that injury. I've heard that on a bunch of podcasts this week. It's like, you can't do it any worse than it already is, so you might as well just kind of grin and bear it through the pain. And that sucks, you know? So, like, it took him doing that for that to be iconic. Because that match would have been incredible no matter what. It probably would have still been one of the best matches of the year, hands down, because everything that Cody and, and Seth have been doing, to me, has been in that stratosphere of, best matches of the year so this would have gone there but it wouldn't have been iconic right this made it iconic the real injury the fact this that you're it, watching peyton royce and jesse mckay yes no, no that's yes, that's, that's 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 too conic <laughs> too conics. like this this made it stand out into that next level yeah i know but honestly it really did because now you're watching that match 
And every time Seth does something like anywhere near the pack or the arm, you're just like, oh dear God. And yeah. you would like it, it's different. You like, cringe, you wince, you you it. feel it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Cody doesn't even have to sell it. His body's selling <laughs> yeah. it for him. You're wincing. Every yeah, that's time that's that's just happens. nature at that point. Yeah, exactly. Uh so to piggyback off of the iconic moments being real life things, um, obviously the, the, the pipe bomb. That that punk, the promo like that that was kind of work shooty, so it kind of had the real life vibe, you know, the iconic moment of Phil waving goodbye and kissing goodbye Vince McMahon at Money in the Bank because he was going away because of his contract dispute, like kind of real life. Um, the only ones that I don't feel like from an iconic moment that like oh the the Austin bleeding against Brett that that's an iconic moment, but it wasn't like a real life thing like. Yeah, he was bleeding in the match, but just the visual is iconic. Uh, the thing, I guess, that makes it more or less iconic for me and, and icons in wrestling, um, it's not just the moments, but it's how the moments are received and how the moments are captured. Uh, Hogan slamming Andre um, is, a, is an iconic moment, and I think it was part of the iconic... Uh, build of Hulk Hogan's eventual heel turn in WCW. I also believe that that's a thing. If the fans don't react as intensely by throwing mm-hmm. trash at Bash at the Beach, I think the NWO is still big, but I think it got to that next level because the fans literally in, in the state of Florida somehow found a way to throw more trash at Hulk Hogan that night than they do in the swamps over there, over down in Laxahatchee. Um, it's okay. I can say that I live in Florida. Um, it, I, I, that's where I think it's it, it's the iconic moments. It also has to be iconic because of the fan reaction, and the fan has to buy into whatever it is, real storyline. You know, here's the thing: we all have officially bought into the MJF promo on AEW. Okay, Tim, I get it. Here's the thing: the fan base of AEW. Is sitting here going, I don't know if it's blurred lines, if it's this, if it's that. The way that so at the end of the day, people, not all people, right? The greater majority. The AEW stands marks on Twitter um, <laughs> are believing that it's it could be work, it could be shoot, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. The problem, um, the problem was they weren't alive for Brian Pillman. They weren't alive for the Vince Russo wearing a Giants jersey. Uh, they weren't alive for us to be told that anything that happens on TV is fake. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I, I'm saying the fa- I, personally, I still think that this is now turning to a giant work and everybody's being worked. And by the way, fuck you, Tony, for working your fans out of a fucking meet and greet with, with the guy to get your storyline over more uh, GF all the way wide. Um, I don't think people paid specifically for MJF. I would. I think depending on who else was listed in that time slot, you'd have a lot of people that were lined up in that MJF line for him to call them turkey tits. Oh my God, turkey tits! Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, I think when it comes to the iconic moments and the icons of wrestling, there has to be that. I'm not going to say gray area because it's not really gray anymore. Because we see, okay. You know, this guy's a heel, but when he goes home, he's actually like a decent human being because of people's things on social media and stuff like that. I think the moment has to be preserved in time correctly. 
and repackaged. The Cody Rhodes taking his jacket off and his peck being the, the, the color of Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Captured the right way, presented the right way. That's an iconic moment. It makes that match so much better. Mick Foley sitting in the corner with his tooth hanging out of his nose makes that match iconic. Yes, the car crash itself is iconic, but every all of these had that picture that, that oh my God, let me take this photo and you could frame it. Shane McMahon laying on the ground after being heaved through the, the glass for the fourth straight time and literally looking like he's dead. The photo. Hogan having Andre up with all the flash bulbs going off. It's the picture moment that makes it iconic, not the whole thing. Like the Mick Foley Undertaker match. If that match would have been throw him off the top, throw him through the roof, yeah. tombstone match over, we'd be talking about, oh my God, Mick Foley's dead. Like that match, it wasn't a five star classic. It was a fucking car crash. But it was iconic because you have that moment that you see Mick Foley is pictured in the corner, breathing through his mouth with his tooth hanging out of his nose. Like iconic moments are, are captured in photography, not as much film. Yeah, it's like you, you got to look at this photograph. Every time I do, it makes me laugh. <laughs> You're such a scumbag. Just say it. You're such a fuck nickel back. <laughs> scumbag. Fuck. Ridiculous. Um, I, I think Tim might have said it best. Like, you just know it's, it's iconic. Like, you know. I don't think you can really put a stamp on it because a Mick Foley iconic moment is very different than Hogan slamming Andre. Like, you just, as a wrestling fan... <laughs> You just look at each other and say, "Isn't it iconic?" Don't you think? <laughs> I will, Ridiculous! I could be playing Destiny right now. I literally, I could literally be we, shooting fake. We, I, could, I could be shooting little billies on the internet right now. Even when virtually. Mark's not here, he's here. Are you serious? Um, but. Pain. Yeah. Has there ever been an iconic War Games match? Oh my god. I'm gonna scream. In War Games! War Games! War Games! War Games! Or Joe. Joe, what do they call it in AEW? Oh, you mean Blood and Guts? Blood and Guts! Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Just, I can't wait till 3CT just gets caught in cancel culture and we're all done for. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean... Hey, hey, you all have a home on the Take 3 Wrestling Podcast. We, we don't give a fuck about cancel culture. <laughs> That's true. That I, I've been there. That is true. Um, we've said some horrible shit. We've, we've, said, we've said some bad stuff over there. Hey, we've, Chris Boatflex called. Why don't you say hello? There was that one week where I was like, who's your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers who have killed people? Yep. Yeah, you did. That is a thing that you said. That is a thing that, that was you a said. thing I said. That was a thing That's a that great topic for a road trip. But <laughs> yeah, that's, I wouldn't say it into a mic. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's the kind of stuff you put behind the paywall and then probably still don't publish it. Um, all right. Well, you know what? We actually uh, somehow stumbled into a good segue. Well, we'll call it a segue. I don't know if the way we got here is good or the thing that even necessarily that we're 
going to talk about is good, but but. Um, Just while you put it behind the paywall. <laughs> um, this was kind of brought on by a series of tweets sent out by Mayor Isaac Yankum over the past few weeks where he's just continuing to double down on the fact that he's a piece of human garbage. Um, but there's been other instances over the course of wrestling history where, um, you know, you, a, a wrestler's in-ring career um, either gets looked at in a more negative light or basically, by most accounts, gets kind of whitewashed from uh, an online uh, video library brought you know whether it's on peacock or the wwe network Uh, (laughs) um but but like the question here is like is it is it fair to wash a wrestler's career wrestling career in the ring um based on like out of ring incidents now it can be any number of incidents um you know none of which is really good you know we're not we're not talking about you know, John Cena's uh, work with Make-A-Wish here. We're obviously talking about unfortunate out-of-ring incidents. So, um, does anybody want to lead us off? Like, Tim, go ahead. So, like, I'm not saying, like, that level of bad, but let's say John Cena goes the route of Mayor Kane. Okay. And he comes out as B, or not comes out, but staunch libertarian very much uh anti-mask anti-vax uh pro-gun pro-life just super conservative super cena i'm just imagining coming out he's like mom dad i got something to tell you I'm a Republican. <laughs> and from Massachusetts? <laughs> oh, just um, that that I feel like is a is a hilarious like SNL skit um, right there. Oh, what did I miss? Um, a really great segue, to be perfectly honest. Actually, that was a good segue. But yeah, Mike, we're 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 just dis- segue. I'm just we're discussing if it's fair to wash a wrestler's in-ring career based on out-of-ring in- incidents. Such as, uh, you know, the, 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 this was brought on by by uh, Mayor Fake Diesel um, running his mouth uh, about gun yeah. violence, and we've seen him with anti-vax things and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, I, I am definitely not a Glenn Jacobs guy. Um uh, but as, is it as, okay? Is it okay to is be it, a Kane fan, but right. but hate Glenn Jacobs? Okay. Um. All right. Here, here's where I'm gonna go with. First off, CP is a hell of a drug, uh, kind of <laughs> like cocaine. I think uh, mayor mayor uh, brain damage, uh, probably got fucked up in the head. Mayor Unabom. Yeah, he got bombed. Um, the way I look at it, uh, when it comes to you know basically whitewashing people's careers. I think it's okay to be a Kane fan. I don't think it's good to be a Glenn Jacobs fan. Um, just because Glenn Jacobs played the role doesn't mean you're a Glenn Jacobs fan. You love the character Kane. Um, I think that's that that's when, when someone's playing a character, I don't necessarily know that I am the one that's going to sit here and say, 
you can't be a fan of what they did on television from the time that you were eight to the time that you were 20. But now that they are now Glenn Jacobs, mayor of Knox County, being a douchebag, you know, if you don't agree with his stance, feel free to let him know about it on Twitter. Feel free to defend why you think what he's saying is moronic and outlandish. That's a good thing about this country. You won't get shot for telling someone that you think they're wrong. Um, I I look at it from the standpoint also, um, I think every crime or everything that a wrestler is accused of has to be taken differently depending on the amount of evidence against them. There are plenty of people, and I'm going to speak very frankly about the Me Too movement, that, you know, this guy's a scumbag, and there's a ton of receipts on why this person is a scumbag. Cancel that motherfucker. I don't care what character he plays, because the character that he plays is now putting other people at risk. Glenn Jacobs, as a performer 20 years ago, may have felt that way, but guess what? When he was on TV, it was, here's some pyro, I'm going to go choke slam somebody, I'm going to get hit in the head with a fucking chair, Uh, I'm going to get CTE, and then when I retire, I'm going to make dumb decisions. You're not putting anybody at risk because of his political party or his stance on any of this stuff in the locker room. Guys that are assaulting people sexually, physically, et cetera, et cetera, manipulation, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah, there's whitewash those motherfuckers. Get them out of here. Get them out of here quick, too, because wrestling as a community is better without them. I don't care what character they play. I would much rather not have that character ever show up ever again on a, on a wrestling promotion that I'm watching as lo- so that makes that the other people that, you know, are now going to get said person's TV time or said person's, you know, work schedule, the time to get better in ring and giving that person a shot because now they feel comfortable showing up and not worrying about what's going to happen to them in the backstage area. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, 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 there's different, there's different levels. I, I agree. Right. It, it, Tim, can I go? Yeah, go Uh, ahead, Joe. uh, So my thing, and I can liken this even to cinema, you know, to movies. Like you have Woody Allen, Roman Polanski. You know, you have there are plenty of directors who have done some horrible shit, and to me, you know, Bill Cosby. Like, I hate to go down that route, but Bill Cosby. You can't watch the Cosby show now. You can't find that. It's not streaming anywhere. Oh, dude, it's, it's still... I, I forget what network. There's still a network that airs it, like, on the regular. And I'm like, how is this... Are you Yeah, like, how is this a thing? I'm shocked by that, because last I looked, it wasn't, like, streaming anywhere or anything. Like, it wasn't on WJGLLO. You put the foot in the <laughs> so, way out of line. Way out of line. I feel like once something happens, I understand no longer celebrating the person, and I understand no longer having them do more, like doing future stuff. Like, like, like Mike was saying. Like, I don't want Kane now showing up on Raw to be Kane for you know Raw Legends Night. You know, right. Get him the fuck out of here. I'm good on you at this point. I don't need WWE to pretend that Kane never existed. You know, you just there's no good. Like he doesn't need to go in the Hall of Fame now anytime soon. He's already in the Hall. Is he really? He went in the year before The Undertaker. Okay, he went in in pandemic year. 
So that's, okay, that's even better then. We've already put him in the Hall of Fame. I don't need him removed from the Hall of Fame, but now I don't need to worry about in the next five years that they're going to do a video package about him celebrating his career. That's where I'm at with that. I don't think you need to celebrate further. Like, I don't have a problem watching Chris Benoit matches. I don't think Chris Benoit is ever going in the Hall of Fame, nor do I think he deserves to at this point. It was a little rough at the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Right, and right, exactly. Like, that was it. By me, honestly, it was a little rough watching Eddie Guerrero matches at first. Yeah, but here's the thing. Eddie's Eddie's was different because Eddie Eddie just unfortunately lost Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Chris made the the really bad decision to do what he did. Right. I just... There are so many different conspiracy theories about this whole fucking thing, but I'm not going. To no, that. yeah, I'm not staring the fucking barrel of the shotgun. I'm just saying, like, I I get okay. Let's no longer celebrate this person. I'll never get. Let's pretend none of it ever happened. I mean, I mean, let's let's let's. I guess we can. You guys obviously, at least Tim knows Chikara and all that stuff and all the alleged problems with one. You know, Mike Quackenbush, and here's the thing. Um, bye. Like, no, really don't want anyone wrestling for him or having him around. But it's like, I go back and watch the old school Chikara stuff, and it's like, that still entertains me, but I don't want to see it anymore if he's the guy booking it because he made those people feel uncomfortable and took advantage of those people. And it's like, kind of scummy, but it's like, again, I'm not going to cancel what he did in the past, no matter how fucked up it is, because at the end of the day, it's one of those things where those people have now fought their battle. And the people that haven't yet, over time, hopefully they feel comfortable enough to come out and fight those battles against those people and tell the world, you know, the wrongs that that happened to them. And I I think this is more, I guess, where I want to go with this. If, If you feel like you're being wronged by anybody in the industry, right, wrong, indifferent, you have any reason to feel like, oh, you know, I don't want to go work for this company because I'm, I'm afraid of this, that, or the other. Tell someone. Put it on social media. Let the world fucking know how you feel. Because here's the deal. Either people are going to start investigating it, and they're going to find out that it's real, or you're going to have bookers that are going to come out and go, oh, no, this isn't true, this, that, and the other. And then people are going to stop going to their shows, and we're going to fucking cancel them one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's a, that's a great um, I think that's like a great delineation here is is there's I don't think there's one one blanket that you can you can put on this stuff. I mean, when the uh, last ride documentary came out, we see Mark from Texas sitting in his living room with the thin lines and the blue lines and the nine lines and all the lines on 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 every single epi- episode, and we're sitting here, you know. Um, going like not that i think because i think i i even i think i even like tweeted about it when the documentary came out and i'm like you're talking about a a 50 some year old man who's lived in texas his whole life and i'm not trying to generalize all texans however um there there shouldn't necessarily be a, a a huge shock um that a 50 some year old dude who's lived in texas his whole life um is a back the blue uh nine lives thin you know thin blue line all of that all of that apparel i i personally thought uh, as a two-time traveler to the great state of texas and dallas particularly for 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 uh mania 
I would have thought I would have saw more of that on vehicles and more of that on, on shirts and stuff like that. You know, because we didn't just go to the wrestling stuff. We went to a mall. We did some some other sightseeing stuff. We went to the uh, Frisco Rough Rider Stadium, uh, which was a couple miles outside of Dallas, stuff like that. So I thought I would have saw more of that stuff. Surprisingly, not as much as I thought. I don't know if you saw hmm. as much of that stuff. Like the, no, like no, the no, thin no. Um, I, I mean, were you were, were you near you were near cities more? I assume correct. Or did you, did yeah. you spend a lot of time in rural Texas? I feel like you'll see a lot more of that in rural Texas. I also think it's the part of Texas that it is. I think Dallas sure. is more on the lines of calling people out for being stupid. And we're not in fucking, like you said, we're not in uh, like Waynesville, Texas. Right. Because, I mean, here, here, in, here in Pennsylvania, uh, if you go to Pittsburgh, if you go to Philadelphia, um, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to see as much from the red right. side but if you drive through central pennsylvania in the rural towns um yeah it, you're gonna see a lot more of it so um but like but but you know so so you can't necessarily apply the same blanket to that because i can watch an undertaker match and i can forget that mark from texas is you know is a you know back you the blue and all of that undertaker. right sure um you can't you can't yeah you can't you can't uh you can't necessarily you you really can't put what chris benoit did out of your mind like you can't even if even if you can if you, even if you can still watch and enjoy his matches you still can't put that past him uh ryan or tim any 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 thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm going to, I don't know. I, I hate the term cancel culture mm -hmm. uh, and, and even canceling somebody because what it really boils down to in my mind is responsibility culture, that, that we're holding the person responsible for whatever actions. And this is more about like the speak out movement and the Me Too movement. Um, you know, these guys did things. And uh, they need to be held responsible. And if part of that is is being let go of a contract or removed as an indie wrestling darling or, or anything like that, then, then that's what needs to happen. We're not canceling them for the sake of canceling them. We're canceling them because they did something and we're holding them responsible. Um, so to that aspect, I have no problem cutting out those types of people. Um and I don't care to watch their product anymore. Uh, do I do I wish more people aligned with like political views that I align with? Absolutely do. Um, but I'm uh, Aaron Lewis, for instance. There's there's not many people that love Aaron Lewis the singer. But when uh, outside from Stain comes on, that's a bop, and I'm gonna sing along. Right. I'm not gonna change the channel it, because. It, it's been a while since I've heard that name. Oh, for fuck's sake. It has. Thank you. God damn it. Thank you so much. It has been a while. Um, uh. You know, so that, that, that song slides on. I'm going to sing it. You know, but I don't like Aaron Lewis, the guy. But I'm not going to not listen. I'm not going to go to a Stain concert. But I'm not going to flip the channel when their song comes on either. So I don't. I don't know. What was the question? I don't really care, Jim. What was the question again, though, for real? Uh, is it fair to watch a wrestler's career based on out-of-ring incidents? 
Yeah, fuck him. All right. Uh, Tim. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's all case by case. Like, I just, I've always been the person who has said that, like, separate the art from the artist separate or try to separate art from artists like musically i love kanye west but boy is he problematic mm-hmm. big problematic but the music is scandal proof and it's it, i guess it's weighing weighing the sins of the of the sinners um. per se I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to deviate. Did anybody see the the AEW biography episodes for the that are coming out? No. No. Okay. Um, we can finish this, and if you want to talk about it real quick, I I just saw someone posted a picture of it on Facebook. I mean the A and E. Yeah, A and E biography. At least AEW. No God. Oh yeah, you A&E. did say AEW. You're talking. No, well, yeah, you're talking the the WWE ones, yeah. Well, let's. I mean, it, it, the, like my my last thought on 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 the whole thing is, um, yeah, it it's it's a case by case thing, and 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 really, it's 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 kind of where you draw your own lines. Like, I know people who will not listen to Michael Jackson. Like, you know, there's people who will not watch. You right? Like, there's there like there's people who will not listen. You know, watch a movie with. Woody Allen. There's people who will not, you know, uh, you know, li- listen to uh, a Louis C.K. Uh, stand up anymore. Um, you know, there's people who won't watch a Chris Benoit match. Um, you know, so so you you have to you have to draw your own line. Um, you know, and and yes, there there are certainly different levels of bad. There are some that um, I think we can all universally accept or at least the majority of people would universally accept as uh, this isn't okay this isn't proper and we're, we're not gonna continue to let this be a part of our community and then there's others that are shades of gray again going back to the original um are you a glenn jacobs fan are you a kane fan are you a isaac yank you know what i mean like where, where does does the personal separate from the uh, from the on screen? So you know, it's it, again, it's a, it's a case by case uh, thing there. So so Mike, you said you saw the um, A and E biography list. Uh, again, this this is just the I don't know hundred percent if this is, these are all of them, but here here's what's been you know at least partially I guess spoiled. Again, I don't know. This is a formal announcement. Okay. So. Here, here's what we have. We have The Undertaker. Okay. Lex Luger. All right. Degeneration X. Okay. Goldberg. All right. Etch. Etch. Kurt Angle. Okay. The Bella Twins. All right. Rey Mysterio. Okay. And WrestleMania 1. I could literally hard pass on every one of those episodes. I mean, like, I feel like the Undertaker one. We literally just got like a five-part documentary on the on the I, Peacock during the pandemic. I think I have two that I think I would actually be interested in, in watching. Uh, one of them being WrestleMania one, 
and the other one being the Lex Luger story because I want to see how how deep they're gonna get with but it. But didn't like, they? Hold on, I gotta I gotta look at they my. They tried. WWE was supposed to put out a Lex Luger documentary. I know that's on I'm the saying. network. That's exactly what this A and E one is. That's the, but that's the thing. Like I want to see how deep they're willing to go. Like if they weren't able, if they weren't willing to do it then, were they waiting for him to fucking die? Is he still alive? I'm saying, but were they waiting for him to die to put it out? Right. I feel like they literally released this in um, what year was that? 2011. We got the WWE True Story of WrestleMania. That's the that's WrestleMania one, yeah. Like, oh no, I remember that. I just I wonder if there's just more stuff that has, that has come out since then. I suppose because that is 2011. This was a, I got this at uh, the Wyoming Valley Mall in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. On uh, where's the where's the date here? What I would say is if that April the eleventh, twenty eleven. I bought this. Okay. If that was released two years ago, I would be like, okay, that's fucking unnecessary. Kind of like an Undertaker one is fucking unnecessary because we just had it with, you know. But I'm, I'm actually intrigued by the Edge one a little, too, because I want to see how much of the, the career-ending injury and stuff like that they go into. And, is, and, and what is the difference on why he's able to come back. <laughs> but Ray Mysterio Paul is the chaperone. Ooh, nice. Yeah, but I'm good on everything else. I'm good on the Bella Twins. I'm good on Etch. I mean, I like Etch. I'm and then watch that they, probably, they, but... they gave the 2011 pay-per-view schedule. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah, I, Why I, the I hell didn't... did I keep a receipt in the DVD case? Like, what, 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 what was Because you're p- supposed to return it. <laughs> what was the purpose of that? Um... Yeah, most of those, like, I mean, the the Bella Twins, I feel like we know their story. I feel like yeah, we've already... Total, total Bellas and Total Divas. Total Bellas, Total Divas, Hall of Fame. Uh, they wrote a book. Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm good on that they one. They can write? Well, I mean, they somebody wrote it for them. Somebody else Crayons. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't... I'll watch, you know, in DX. How many times can we recycle the DX story? See, that, see that's the thing. It's like... Edge, uh, the Edge, the WrestleMania one, and Lex Luger are the ones that I'm like, okay, I'll probably sit down and watch this. But I'm out on Rey Mysterio. I'm out on Goldberg. I'm out on uh, the Kurt Angle one. Just listen to the Kurt Angle show every Sunday. Right. Um. Yeah. And you know what? I sit here and I I I talk shit about them, but uh, like an idiot, I, I know I'm gonna watch at least most of them because I feel the ones that came out last year, Stone Cold and Bret Hart and Roddy Piper and Macho Man and. I knew all of those stories, and I still watch those documentaries. So, um, I'm an idiot. I'm a mark. I'm going to watch them because you fucking mark. Um, all right. Any anything else here, gentlemen? Before we uh, before we wrap this one for the week. Well, I just found out that there's another sound on the soundboard that I don't care for. <laughs> so, all righty. Well, we're three for three. We're three for three tonight. <laughs> Um, for those listening, I do want to remind, uh, I forgot to do this on, on last Thursday's live show, but there is no, uh, live show this week, actually. Um, as we, uh, we're taking a, we're taking a week off. I am on vacation. Matt is on vacation. Um, so we're giving everybody the week off. So no live show. Your arm, your arm out of the bullpen 
is on vacation. Yeah, we're 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 doing a full we're doing a full week off. There will be new content, uh, new and some old content hitting the feed. So Thursday, uh, we will be dropping an episode that we recorded uh, WrestleMania Sunday, um, or no WrestleMania Saturday. Saturday. WrestleMania Saturday between NXT. And uh, night one of WrestleMania, we, we, we did some recording there. Uh, so look for that to drop on Thursday. And uh, if Big Jim isn't too lazy, uh, I may throw together like a little best of deal uh, from some of our old hot tag episodes. Uh, so look out for that uh, on uh, Tuesday of next week. So Just be honest and say that we're all going to get bicep surgery. Like we all tore our pec. I'm donating my pec to Cody Rhodes. Just like Cody. Also Matt Cardona has a torn pec. Oh, that's right. Was it that, pec or bicep for him? I don't know. Well, but he, I, same same difference. But either way. Either way, I have neither of he, them. He caught a dive and he hurt himself. So, <laughs> um, so who has who has the better who has the better um, home situation now? Nurse Brandy or nurse? Uh, like for Matt, is is it having Chelsea as your nurse or having Brandy as your nurse? Which which is better? Um, I think Brandy is your nurse. For the simple fact that with Matt Cardona being home all the time, it's just going to mean that he is going to buy enough toys to build a third toy room in the house. (laughs) And poor Chelsea is just going to have to get down on her hands and knees and just take it. (laughs) That, That she is. I'd have to be on my hands and knees and just take it. All right, let's uh, let's close up, Joe, uh, and Mike. Let them know where they can uh, follow you and hear the things that you do so well. Uh, you can follow uh, us at Take the Number Three Wrestling. Uh, you can follow me at They Call Me Burn. Uh, take the Wrestling every Friday morning. It drops. We record Thursday nights most time after Three CT because uh, Jim is our fourth member. Um, Ernest is an idiot. Go to Ernestly Speaking Media. Follow that on on uh, Apple to get the podcast. Uh, feel free to, to tweet at him, which is uh, EJ Christian Seven. Uh, fuck the Heat. Fuck the Rangers because he's not a hockey fan. That's true. Um, tell him that the Mets suck and they're going to collapse. Uh, also call him Snap On because he's a fucking toolbox. <laughs> you got anything, Joe? That edible I took an hour ago really hit like about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> We be All right. Well, it's gonna. It's. Uh, it was always good having you guys, Tim. Uh, anything to. Uh, anything to plug. Myself, not the tool man across all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. If you care, I like TikToks, but I don't do TikToks. So send me your funny TikToks, uh, like my good friend Mike does. Uh, send me all the funny, funny, laughy ha-has. Uh, if you enjoy what I do here, catch me every week. Um, at T and M shows on Twitter, or wherever you get your podcast for viewers or final wrestling place. Uh, this season, we are covering the bashes of wrestling. Uh, last week we covered the great American bash. Actually, <laughs> this comes out, uh, after episode two. Uh, so we have covered so far great American bash, 1996 and bash at the beach, 1994. Uh, so many great things. Um, but after every WWE, AEW, and possibly NXT pay-per-view, we, are doing viewer's choice where we tell you what's must watch, what's must skip, and who the MVP of each event is, which means we've got Forbidden Door coming up on the 26th. We go live to tape literally like within 30, 45 minutes of the show being over. So 
Uh, we pride ourselves on being one of the first to market on that. Uh, but uh, catch us over there at T and M shows on the Twitter machines. I appreciate you. Big Jim, take us home. All right. You can, of course, follow me at Big Jim Sports. Make sure you follow along with the show at Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, threecountthursday.com. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to all podcast platforms so you'll get that content uh, that is dropping while we are on vacation. Um, and make sure you uh, check out our YouTube as well. Uh, and support the show by going to uh, patreon.com slash threecountthursday and tpublic.com slash user slash threecountthursday and get our merchandise over there. Uh, until next time we talk to you live uh, in a little bit over a week, uh, we hope you stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pick.